0: podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I wanted to record a little intro before we move on and I'll play the audio clip of the actual podcast in just a moment because I did record a podcast with Melody and Brett. Uh, I'll introduce them in a moment in the next audio clip but uh, today's going to be a different podcast and you'll hear me say this on the other audio clip but I think this is necessary. I know a lot of people come here for very different topics, but we got to have a conversation. Um, a lot of people are talking about it, and I would really appreciate people like uh, Steve Kerr, who used his platform to speak up on this subject. Uh, Cowboys pass rusher Demarcus Lawrence, he also spoke up and is even actually seeking solutions following the shooting that happened in Uvalde. So... Uh, It's important that we have a conversation because you look at what's been going on in this country. Uh, The United States has had 288 school shootings, just school shootings. Second on the list is Mexico with eight school shootings. There's a massive gap between number one and number two when it comes to mass shootings. The United States has a population of 323 million people. Outside of the U.S., the rest of the world population is 7.5 billion people. But for whatever reason, the U.S. outnumbers every country combined when it comes to school shootings. Here's a good example. India, their population is four times greater than the United States, but they only have five school shootings. And I know a lot of people are going to talk about uh, mental health And video games, video games, and mental health exist everywhere. Not just it's not just exclusive to the United States. There are mental health issues, and shooting video games in other countries. Why are they not having so many high numbers? Uh, This is a conversation we need to have. You're going to hear us disagree on certain things, but we're going to have a very rational, logical and informative discussion Uh, both melody and brett work in schools so their perspective is very important Uh, both by the way uh, have uh, worked in the state of texas Uh, melody taught there for many years brett work brett lives in the state of texas Um, so this hits close to home for both of them so uh, like i said there's going to be a different podcast i hope you guys can uh, sit back and Enjoy this one, as tough as the subjects may be, and understand that we we can have rational discussions about very extreme topics like this right here. So I appreciate you guys taking time to download and listen to the podcast. Without further ado, here it is. All right, welcome into this episode of Farzcast. Farzine Vesugian here with you. Um, as you can see, uh, just from the sound of my voice and with the title of this episode, This is going to be a different podcast. Uh, Let me just uh, give like a quick disclaimer, because I know a lot of you guys follow me on social media for sports. Uh, A lot of you guys listen to this podcast primarily for sports topics. About 90% of our topics on this podcast are sports. Um, First and foremost, there there are too many things in sports right now that really... I mean, the biggest story other than the NHL and NBA playoffs is that Colin Kaepernick's trying out for the Raiders this week. Like, that's really not the biggest story in the world right now to me. Um, We we can discuss that another time, but I think, as you all know, with everything going on uh, in Texas, uh, uh, there are some important matters to discuss. So uh, I've got a couple of friends with me. I'll introduce them in just a moment. Real quickly, just want to let you guys know this podcast is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineer tools for your family jewels manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle join over the 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free shipping worldwide with the code farzing20 at manscaped.com if you want to get the lawnmower 4.0 one of their popular products uh you can get that for your dad Father's Day is coming up. Your husband, your brother, whoever, they will love it and they will thank you. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and has a 400 k LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. Get the 20 get 20% off and free shipping with the code Farzine20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code rz 20 and unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right. Uh, Like I said, this is going to be a much different podcast here. Uh, If uh, you prefer not to listen to this podcast, hey, listen, you're not going to hurt my feelings. You're more than welcome to uh, dip out now and just tune in next weekend. Um, uh, I hope everyone does have a great Memorial Day weekend. And real quickly, I appreciate all the uh, birthday uh, wishes, all the birthday messages you guys gave uh, this past weekend I uh, did not want to forget that so I just wanted to say a big thanks to uh, those who um, uh, had some kind of words over the weekend, uh, and, and I would say we're we're, rec- we're recording this podcast on Wednesday night and in the past 24 hours, the main topics I've discussed on my Facebook page are it really is just uh, what happened in uh, in Texas in South Texas. Um, And I, and you know, to my own surprise, there wasn't a single stick to sports topic. Everyone is discussing this. Everyone has something to say. And when these kinds of incidents continue more and more, we got to have a conversation about it. So that's why I am choosing on this podcast to have a discussion about it. Now I'm not the best when it comes to topics like this, uh, so I brought a couple of friends with me. I uh, want to introduce you guys. They've been on the podcast before, so if you are a long-time listener, you guys are familiar with these voices. Brett Fitzgerald and Melody McAllister. Brett runs the Savage Sports memes uh, Facebook page and also the Chiefs Kingdom memes page. Got a lot of uh, attention uh, uh, following the uh, Chiefs and uh, Bills uh, playoff game, uh, which was a lot of cool, uh, a lot of fun. Brett uh, got a lot of attention uh, as uh, Chiefs fans – And eventually a lot of fans donated to Josh Allen's charity, which was really cool. And Melody is an author and also an educator. She taught in Texas for a very long time. Brett, Melody, I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to uh, join me. I just messaged you guys about this idea this morning. So the fact that you guys responded in less than a day uh, and wanted to commit to this, I really do appreciate it. Because this is a a tough subject and we definitely need to have a, a conversation about it for sure.
1: Yeah. Thanks Farzine, for inviting me. I wasn't sure if I could do it and I'm not sure that I will be able to do it successfully without, you know, being overly emotional, but um, it's a, it's, it's definitely a worthy uh, topic to talk about.
2: Yeah. I'm much better oh. today than I would have been yesterday. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I understand it. And listen, you guys are both parents. I'm not. Um, so I think that's another perspective um, you guys can bring to the table that I can't bring. And we'll go through things one at a time. And for those listening, I really, I told this to Brett and Melody. I want people. We're gonna and we're gonna have a rational conversation about this. We're not gonna yell about this. We're not going to shove political uh, agendas because we've been doing that the past two decades when these shootings have been taking place. And that has not gotten us anywhere. And I think we got to have a discussion. And I think we got to find some common ground. Would you guys agree with that? Like, you we, we, People really need to start finding common ground. And unfortunately, listen, we are going to discuss political ba- boundaries. We can't avoid that because the people in power are politicians. They're the ones that have to do something about this. Um, uh, let me just uh, start here. Um, you guys both uh, are attached to the state of Texas, but you, you've lived there for almost two decades, uh, Beth, uh, excuse me, Melody, you, uh, almost lived there for two decades and you, and you taught, uh, elementary school there. I want to start with you, Melody, as, as a, as an educator, what's your reaction to this? Cause it's not the first time and it's not like this is happening once in a while. This is a very common thing, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Well, my reaction to it is just, um, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I have been inconsolable for almost 24 hours. I can't even barely work. And there's a part of me that thinks, you know, why are you so emotional? Like you weren't there. Um, And, you know, as you know, I live in Alaska now Um, and it really, it just, because it feels so personal. I don't know how people feel when they lose their brothers or sisters in combat You know um but there definitely is some some guilt that like i think that we because the thing is is that we train for this we train our kids for this and we all go through these trainings we make our kids go through these trainings And um, we think about it all the time, and and I will tell you that not being in the classroom since 2019, I don't miss this part, this dread um, of wondering, and I have been on a lockdown, like where we had to take cover, lock our rooms, um, and and not just drills. I have been in a literal lockdown where I didn't know what was going on, Um, and it is scary, and I think also it just brings out that trauma that you that you feel that you have to kind of like repress and put down so that you can just function. So when something like this happens, um, it affects us educators on different levels. It affects me as a mother, knowing that there are children that were lost, that, that a mother, the last time she saw her fourth grade son yesterday was at his awards ceremony. And I can only imagine that she wishes that she had just taken him home and gone and celebrated and done lunch. It affects me as a teacher because all, every single teacher that I know, we have made a commitment that if something like this were to happen in our classroom, we would be the first to go. And, you know, I taught fifth grade and fourth grade for most of my years. I had boys that were at that point macho and they're like, well, you know, I will stand up for all of us, you know, and, and I'll help protect. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, um, you know, those, we, we tell our students, no, that is not your job. Your job is to hide and be safe so that your parents can pick you up at the end of the day. Um, It is our job to protect our students. And so knowing that we've lost two teachers, maybe more, um, because there are more in the hospital, like that that hurts, you know, because we all think it could have been us. You know, we're just lucky that it hasn't happened in our respective schools. And, you know, it just brings up so much pain. And these people should be safe. Like you you shouldn't go to school every day and wonder if you're going to be, you know, going home at the end of the day you know, I, I said this yesterday, I tweeted this yesterday, but like, why aren't we taking, you know, making it our schools safe, like the priority that we do um, when we want to protect our, our gun laws, you know, um, and, and, it just needs to be more of a priority. We can't stop ignoring this. And I know that we talk about this on social media and we hash it all out and we give our opinions. But the thing is, is that we can't forget this. We have to use how we feel right now to propel us into action because we can't just say that it's, that it's our politicians, um, you know, it's what they do. It's who we put into office. And then when we put them into office and say, hey, you're accountable to me as your constituent and I want better gun laws. I want this to stop. You know, um, it, it doesn't matter what side of the, the gambit you're on. We can demand this from our, you know, uh, from our leaders. And we should be.
0: Brett, this also hits uh, close to home for you, too, because uh, you live in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you're not too far from uh, from Uvalde. Is that how you say it? Uvalde? Uvalde. Uvalde. OK, um, you know, uh, same question to you. I mean, I mean, what was your reaction when you first heard this? Because you're a parent as well.
2: Yeah, I, I actually didn't know until <clears throat> many hours later, I started getting text messages from people asking if I'm okay and and how the family is and stuff. And I was kind of like, well, that seemed odd. You know, just everything seemed just kind of random. I, I hadn't even been paying attention to any news or on social media. And then, uh, you know, of course, when I uh, finally jumped on Facebook, you know, and I, I never check my timeline. I do groups and in memes i i don't like seeing all the negativity on my timeline so i never ever check my news feed um but when i opened it up it happened to be right there and i was like oh my god rob elementary i I have clients there um i sell library books for living and and it, it just it just hit unlike any way i've you know ever had with with regards to the school shootings and so forth and and I got a little bit more of a tie to it because they were elementary school kids my daughter goes to elementary school just right over here she's you know eight years old and all I could picture was how from the kids eyes how terrifying that must have been and you know I I'm usually don't think much of it. It's not to be cold hearted by any means. I'm just God kind of built me to accept things for what happened and how they are. You know, if I have a family member who dies, I'm usually, I'll cry about one time and then accept it. And I'm, and I'm good for the rest of my life. Basically this kind of felt the, the same way, but it's, it's lingered longer. Um, and I don't know if it's, you know, because I feel it as a father, um, but the sheer fact that it was, you know, I probably know some, I maybe even know some of the parents of the kids. I don't, I don't want to see any of the names of the people, um, the kids. I I, I, I don't want to know who was killed there. Um,
0: yeah.
2: Any of that. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how to say it. Say it, but uh, I'll be—I'll be much better being bliss. <laughs>
0: no, so. I, I, listen, I, I appreciate you just speaking the way you are, and I know with the both of you guys. Normally, when I talk to you guys, we're always upbeat, we're always um, talking about a lot of things and, and laughing. And this is not one of those times, unfortunately. But you know, a conversation does need to be had about this kind of thing, and I know it really like. I mean, listen, it's safe to say to the both of you guys, I know I said this already, but this hits hits home uh, for both of you. And I'm sure, you know, and not to say you don't care about other mass shootings, but when it happens in your own backyard or or a place you're very familiar with, it hurts a little more. I'll tell you what, um, I remember, um, you know, as many know, I I went to KU, which is located in Lawrence, and there was a shooting one night in Lawrence, uh, downtown. And my first thought was, holy shit, that's where I had my college memories, you know, where I would go to eat, drink with friends. And then a couple of days later, uh, for anyone who interacts with me, follows me or knows me personally knows, uh, you know, I, I love the city of Las Vegas. A couple of days later, there was that mass shooting in Las Vegas. And it's like, wow, in the same week, two cities very close to my heart. Just just i mean i don't even have the words to describe it it it, it sucks i mean it's horrible no one no one should have to go through that kind of feeling so yeah these kinds of things and i remember there was uh one incident where there was a television reporter she was live on air and her and uh the cameraman with her both got shot by someone they had known and that also kind of home to close to home to me because you know i've been in broadcasting before i I haven't done a lot of tv but i've done some of it but you know any anyone in the media that's shot like that you know anyone that's working in media or has worked in media in the past they they they, those kinds of things just just hit you harder so um let me start here because i mentioned earlier we're just arguing a lot of stances the past 15 years i would say and we're not coming, not only are we not finding solutions, I don't even think we're trying to even get to step one. I think that's been my biggest complaint here. So I've always said common ground is very important in these kinds of things. Uh, we, we agree what happened Tuesday afternoon was horrible. Well, I mean, that, that, that's not up for debate, right? Like the, the, what happened was awful. We agree that no kids should ever have to be killed for something and, and other kids who were there should not have to witness that. And the teachers should never have to be in position to sacrifice themselves or hide their kids and their students and have to try to calm down. What? 20, 25 students between the ages of five and 10. I mean, I can't imagine what that's like. Um, so we, we all agree there. I mean, that, that just should not be happening at all in our world. I think what gets really lost here is We debate guns. We debate political stances. The NRA is brought up and, oh, this politician accepts money from the NRA and this and that and mental health. And listen, I'm not shutting down any of these talking points, but we've been over this so many times that we... Have you guys seen that meme that's been going around the last 24 hours? It's like that cycle where... We say the same things over and over again. And and these things just keep happening. I said this last week on the podcast when I briefly touched on the Buffalo shooting. I said, look, we're going to debate this. We're going to kill each other verbally over this. And it's going to happen again. Um, I know I've been kind of going on uh, for a bit here. So I just want to kind of let you guys respond. Uh, Melody, from from the things I've kind of just touched on so far, uh, what is your response?
1: So, I think it's important to allow ourselves to grieve. And I've had to really um, like, just kind of allow myself to go through that. It doesn't always make sense, but there's just so much trauma. You talked about Buffalo and then boom, this happens. And I've even asked myself, you know, why do I feel so much stronger about this? Just because I could actually see myself in this situation. And I've imagined having to go through this so many times that it, it, it just stings harder. Um, but I think something we feel hopeless and like, it's never going to change. And that's a lie. I mean, things can change. Um, and I grew up um, as the conservative Christian voting one straight ticket all the time. Um, and I feel like a lot of that has controlled my thoughts over the years where like, we just have to put up with this because gun, um, you know, gun laws, you know, we have to protect our second amendment rights. And here's the thing, like none of us here, I don't think any of us want the Second Amendment to be abolished or, or to go away. I mean, people yeah. should, you know, have the right to bear arms. But but I do think that we do need to talk about common sense gun laws. I don't think an 18-year-old should be able to have a gun or a rifle um, so quickly. But this happens. And I don't even, like, you can just go search statistics all you want. But, I mean, this happens so much that all we need to know is that it's on the news quite frequently, you know. Um, we need to talk about this. And we need to, we just just common sense. You know, we need to protect one another. We need to figure out like as a community, how we can protect our, our most vulnerable people in our community, our children, and how we can keep them safe and and stop making. Making it like it's this person's problem or this person's problem, um, it really actually is all of our problem. You know, today my cousin Derek um, he talked about you know just calling his senator, and I thought, you know what, I've called my senator over different things. You know, um, why not today? And of course, I got you know a voicemail message, but why not just go on record, asking one of my senators at least, hey, I want common sense gun laws. I mean, it's just they they do answer to me. I am a constituent. You know, um, if they're not listening to me, they're not doing their job, you know? And and I did, I I took one step um, of action today just to help me feel like I'm I'm not helpless in this. And we aren't helpless in this. I will be voting um, the way that I feel I should vote. Um, And I will be making sure that I'm up on these laws and that my voice does matter. And sometimes I think, what does it even matter if we vote or not? You know, because there will come a time like when things are happening just like this, where all of us have to band together um, bipartisanly and say, Hey, we care about this. This has to change, you know, Uh, and we demand that it changes.
0: I think Brent, part of it is, you know, Melody's talking about change. Yeah, like, again, that's another thing no one's going to debate or disagree with, but I think part of it is, how much longer are we going to wait until we actually start acting on a change?
2: You got to get somebody that genuinely wants to make it happen. You know, I... You've gotta vote you gotta vote somebody in the you know the House of Representatives or in particular the Senate that specifically states we're gonna do this and that be their their biggest driving force. I was actually thinking about this early, thinking about that earlier today as I was you know, I, I had an appointment at a school and then at a public library and I was driving and of course I had a lot of time to think about that and I was just like I was like And if if somebody actually gave a shit, that's kind of how I viewed it. Like genuinely really gave a shit. I just don't, I mean, I like, um, you know, our Senator John Cornyn, I've used, I've contacted him over the years for for multiple things. He's excellent. He is always gonna get my vote because he responds and quickly, quicker than any other state senator that I've had in Texas, including Ted Cruz, who's got the more popularity um he's not his him and his group is not 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 john cornyn um he's okay but i like john cornyn um i, I just don't know if they i'm not trying to say care enough uh, uh, i've got a word on the tip of my tongue that i just can't think of it but somebody who's going to strive to make that happen you know make that a, a serious priority because like you mentioned it's almost always just talking points
1: and here's the thing
2: and there's there's no action
0: on any of this stuff go ahead melody
1: yeah brett and i'm sorry that i interrupted you here's the thing like We're going to wait, just like Brett said, we're going to be waiting a while for it to be taken to a state and then to a national level. The damage has been done. There are guns that have been um, uh, obtained illegally. Uh, It's rampant. You know, gun violence is rampant in our country. You cannot argue that. Here's the thing. It starts with communities it starts with people saying, I want to be vigilant. It starts with parents supporting schools in a way where, where and I have to say this, and all you have to do is look at the climate um, of teachers versus, you know, parents when there really shouldn't be any division. The division has been strong, you know, but instead, you know, and our leaders should be trying to unify instead of continuing um to to um to cause division right now and when i was teaching in schools i remember parents hated the regulations that we put forth for our students safety and i think one thing that parents can do is to support safety measures you know um, not argue but actually you know safely i think if you're not in the pta get into the pta start talking in your school community, how you can support the school and safety measures. I think businesses need to come in. What if a business adopted a school just to fulfill some needs that were happening for that school, and they came up with a plan? I mean, here's the thing, sometimes things happen at a school where people have to evacuate. You, We depend on other businesses. You know, I remember a Walmart was a mile down the road from our school, and that was our place of safety, the Walmart. You know, like, We have to take our own measures in our community now, and then that's when our leaders are like, wow, these people are serious about this, and that's when they take us seriously, but we can't wait for other people to step in and do what the work that we need to, and I think sometimes we don't, we don't know that we have a responsibility, but we do have a responsibility. And Farzine, you see that responsibility, even though you're not a parent, you hate what is happening and you wanna be a part of the solution. And it just takes like, um, just volunteering at a school, um, looking for those kids, especially that are are feeling like they don't belong. And not to say that they're gonna be the ones shooting up, but they're the ones that are gonna need a lot of support. There are so many students not getting the support they need because the need is great. And I think that if we all like took that need seriously, we would be doing more for our schools and there would be more support. There would be more parental involvement. And it's not one side blames the other. It's just how can we come together and be more of a community and make our kids safer? And that's where we start.
0: You know, um, in my neck of the woods, in the Kansas City area in Olathe, uh, there are two very recent incidents involving gun violence with one in a school and just one with youth in general um there was a high school nearby i actually was going to go to this high school at one point but then we moved over the years growing up as a kid it was a the east high school they had a shooting it was either last month or the month before and i'm obviously this is a big deal um and i'm i'm re- listening to all the excuse me i'm listening to all the news coverage about this and they're interviewing some of the kids and one student said yeah Mm -hmm. we uh we have drills where we practice for uh active shooters in the school And, and i'm like holy shit i i know i'm younger than both you guys i graduated high school in 2009 we didn't practice we didn't we had fire drills and tornado drills we never had active shooter drills like holy shit, like this is what kids are have to prepare for. Um, I guess another thing we can agree on, like kids should never have to, uh, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, they should have to go through that. I mean, they should be prepared for that. Let me clear my words there. They should be prepared, but this shouldn't have to be a thing. That I just want to be clear on that. And then um, just very recently, I live just north of this park where this happened. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but earlier this month, a 19-year-old was shot and killed to death by six teenagers, uh, 13- and 14-year-olds. I believe a mix of boys and girls. They've been arrested and charged, those six teens. Um, The district attorney, uh, he believes marijuana was involved. But at 4 a.m., you have 14- and 13-year-olds with a gun killing a 19-year-old. First of all, I I don't know what a 19-year-old is doing at a park at 4 a.m. I sure as hell don't know what 13- and 14-year-olds, plural, 13- and 14-year-olds are doing at a park at 4 a.m. on a school night with a gun. I I, I mean, Melody, you talked about, and you're not the only one saying this, a lot of people are saying this, that this 18-year-old in Texas had a gun, and people are talking about being 18 and how people are, as soon as they turn 18, they can buy a gun. I think we got to take it a, a step back a bit. It's not about being able to buy a gun. I mean, I mean, listen, a lot of people have guns. We, we went over this a little bit. Um, you know, I think as as parents, you want to share with your kids, God forbid, in the case of an emergency, this is where the gun safe is. This is where we keep everything. Is that how these kids got it? Hey, This is a completely different topic from the shooting that happened this week. But, you know, my point is, Kids under the age of 18 have access to guns. Uh, how are they getting them? I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating on that part, but it's um kind of what Melody was saying. We got to have honest conversations and be more, uh, show more unity as a community. Um, uh, Brett, I'll start with you on this one. I, 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 like I said, I know I've been go- going on for a little bit, but uh, I'll let you weigh in a, a little bit. Uh, I mean,
2: I, I I can't speculate how how they you know get a hold of these things. I mean, the the news stories come out and stuff. Oftentimes, it you know seems to be that uh, they they got it from a relative as opposed to something that they went and bought, um, you know, or obtained their obtained on their own and generally legally. Um, so I mean, there's there's a little bit to say about the trafficking of illegal firearms. I mean, you know if, if they did outlaw some guns, you'd still be able to get them. It just right now, that's not the easier path. So people are going that route. So, I mean, really outlawing the guns, isn't exactly going to do any, you know, really, isn't going to stop it. It might slow it, might prevent a few, which would be a good thing. Um, But like, you know, I grew up in a small redneck community, Bethany, Missouri. If, if, um, if any of your viewers know where Bethany is and (laughs) Everybody had guns. Uh, You know, when we went to school, the the gun racks were in the back of the pickup truck out there in the school parking lot. Nobody felt threatened. Nobody was ever threatened. And hell, the principal would come out and, you know, check out your weapon out there in the parking lot. We were just hanging out in the morning. You know, It it wasn't anything that was ever thought about. Of course, I graduated in 1998. I believe the Columbine shooting happened in 1999. And it just it just changed the atmosphere of everything at that point um so i mean we were taught gun safety all of that stuff from the time when we were little kids so to me i'm a little you know quite oblivious to it because we we hunted you know you name it we were hunting it basically so and, and it never was a never was a thought i got bullied and things like that and it was never a thought at all to respond with with violence at that level i mean
0: i did see an article and let me just be clear i i have not read the details of this but there are reputable sources saying that this kid was bullied um but 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 i I mean not that it's ever okay to respond in this way but why go after elementary school students i mean that's uncalled for
2: Yeah. yeah that whole thing like the sandy hook thing didn't make any sense um you know it was like what are the, what them them little kids have to do with anything now? I mean, like at least, the, you know, the case of the Sutherland Springs, the, the church shooting at Sutherland Springs, um, that one came back to me because I had, uh, uh, I was actually at a bar in New Braunfels when it happened, watching the chiefs game versus the Cowboys game. And I saw the news and I was like, oh my God, I know. I know the people who are the pastors of that church uh, and and their their friends um, fortunately through my martial arts instructor I found out uh, the people I knew personally and like trained martial self-defense martial arts with were were safe and I actually messaged one of them she says yeah I was sh-. like she was actually in the ambulance she says yeah I was shot in the leg but I'm stable and they're bringing me to the to the hospital right now I was like Thank God you're okay. You know um, that person. He obtained it. He obtained that gun legally, and he had he had a motive that I forgive me if I'm mistaken, but he had his like wife or girlfriend's parents attended that church, I believe, and that was his motive for going there. I mean, it's a shitty motive but for whatever reason it was justified in his head why go after those little kids at the elementary i don't i don't know what motive there is there on that and sorry i may not be making much of a connection here with anything. No, so. no, no.
0: You, you absolutely are. Um, and, and I did want to interject because I heard um, Ted Cruz, uh, Brett, you mentioned earlier, he's one of the centers. Everyone knows who Ted Cruz is. Um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the guy either, but um, uh, he, I listened to his interview today that he did with the media. He, I did not know this until I heard him say this. He. So I guess the shooter, um, uh, he went through the back door um let me just say this i I mean i went to a a fairly large high school uh i off the top of my head i want to say there were at least 30 maybe even 40 doors um there's the main entrance where a lot of parents if if kids if the kids don't have cars they drop off their kids and you go to the main entrance then there's a side entrance uh in the gym area where you know seniors get their own special parking lot so you know whenever seniors are park they park the cars they go in from one side of the building from one wing and then on the opposite wing uh is where the uh theater building is and that's where the buses would drop off and pick off pick up the students after school so that door is also unlocked um and, and look i don't know this whole thing with having locked and unlocked doors i mean i don't disagree yeah sure we need to make sure the, that that Every door, except for the main entrance, is the only one that's unlocked. Every every other door is locked. Um, but how does that stop one student? I mean, because these incidents, unfortunately, are very well planned out. Uh, what's to say one student doesn't open a back door to let a potential shooter in? Um, which is why here's what I'm suggesting, because I think we got to start coming up with ideas Um, we need to put metal detectors at every door and have multiple SROs, uh, school resource officers, at every school, uh, elementary, middle, high school across uh, America. You got to have them at the front of every building. Um, And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, that's going to cost money. Yes, it's going to cost money. I I get that. However, I am 99% sure that we have the funds for that. We just spent trillions on COVID, trillions with a T, trillions on COVID relief. And don't get me wrong, listen, I was one of those people that said, look, we got to do what we can to exercise safety and also help those that need help during this pandemic, because there were a lot of it, people who were struggling financially. But the thing that upset me was seeing all this money spent. I'm thinking, wait a minute. I've been told in years past, we don't have the funds to build uh, better security for schools. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. Um, the fact that it took a pandemic for us to kind of realize that it's like, it's kind of frustrating to me personally. We just spent trillions on COVID relief. We can spend billions. listen, I don't know how much that's going to cost to uh, have metal detectors and multiple SROs across every school in America. But if we can spend trillions on COVID relief, I'm sure we can spend a lot of money to not have children die in their own school. Um, Melody, oh, I'm glad
1: you. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I I, I do believe it was 2019. Um, you know, the state of Texas spent 90 million on um, you know their their standardized testing. So just imagine if they would put their money where their mouth was and actually made safer schools. Just imagine if we prioritized um, student and school safety as much as we, or as much as our governments prioritized standardized testing. And I mean, we could live. I mean, there's all these coulda, coulda, couldas. You know, the, the schools that I worked at, especially the one I left before we moved to Alaska, you know, the front doors were always locked. You know, we had a badge that opened it up that it was locked um can it you know but somebody with a gun with a high-powered rifle they can shoot through all of that glass it just it lasts for just a few minutes it's just it's like just a it's kind of a a small barrier you know we know that most schools have their little bitty kiddos at the front of the school and that's where most of the violence happens because that's where most everybody enters okay you know um i i taught in texas long enough to know that it used to be encouraged to keep your doors open. But for the last several years, we had to lock our doors. They were locked. We would teach with our doors locked just in case anything were to happen. I mean, it's just, it's just a crazy world we live in. And here's the thing, we're, we're constantly dealing with the symptoms we're not dealing with the reasons behind it. There's so much to this. That's why I, I think that you know we have to start in our community because again, we're not helpless, we're not hopeless. A community can come up with a plan that makes sense for that community. And that's where we need to start. And that's where our leaders need to take note and say, okay, I'm gonna help you with this. I'm gonna channel the funds to this. I'm gonna make it a priority as well because you have made it a priority. You know, um, when we pass the buck and I think that we've done that, we've done very well at passing the buck. Um, you know, we're telling our leaders that we blindly follow whatever they think, you know or whatever they wanna do, wherever the money goes. Um, but we, we just can't do that. We can't afford to do that anymore.
0: You know, let me say something uh, because as a country we have been pretty swift on certain topics in this country. So I mean, just the past year or two, you know, uh, requiring mask mandates, um, uh, you know, the, the uh, abortion uh, laws that are being put into place. Uh, and I don't want to go into detail with those topics. Here, here's my point. My point is critical race theory is another one. when certain issues come up politicians are very very quick to do something about those things why are we not quick to do something about these mass shootings i'm asking this because this isn't a brand new thing unfortunately this has been going on a very long time um we gotta you know also protect Movie theaters, grocery stores, mm-hmm. uh, malls. I, I, I think we got to start with schools first and, and also try to bet, add better security elsewhere. But, Brett, when you hear that, you know, and listen, I, I don't care what anyone's, I'll just use masks as an example because we've had a crazy battle with this whole thing. I really wish, personally, we put more effort and energy into protecting schools than we have with mask mandates.
2: Uh, You don't want to know my opinion on the masks. Um, (laughs)
0: Listen, I don't don't care (laughs) what anyone's opinion is on the mask, but we can all agree. What's more important
2: here? The the biggest thing that needs to stop happening is the the petty fucking, sorry, the petty finger pointing over this stuff. It's this person's fault, this person's fault. Nobody's trying to find a solution. They're just too busy being petty and finger pointing at each other. You know, it's the NRA's fault. It's. It's this person's fault. You know, there's, they're too busy bickering over over petty shit to actually try to make something happen with it. Um, and so to, like, to make up your point, and I've, I've thought of this for many, many, many years. I, I enter schools um, as a, usually as a library book salesman. So when I have an appointment with somebody, I'm bringing in 10-gallon uh, Rubbermaid tubs, Uh, multiple of them stacked up and even times years ago when I was going through metal detectors, they would just let me walk right through, even when it would buzz off. Um, You know, I I wear a shirt and tie everywhere. I think my customers deserve that. So I always look very professional when I come in and uh, um, I've always thought it was, I've always thought it was certainly odd that I could just like go right in. They don't check anything. I mean, even to even to this day, except there's one district in Laredo, Texas, which is a border town, uh, that has uh, that's called United ISD. United ISD. I'm not exactly sure when they come when they did this, but at least within the last six years, there is a designated parking spot for a campus officer. When you go to the door, there's the little um, camera with a buzzer. Press it. Generally, they'll have you show your ID. I usually show my business card and my ID. Um, Then they unlock it, and you're allowed to go into there. There's always to your right that officer is armed inside of a glass casing, and you slide some stuff to that person. They ask you what you're doing there. You give them – it's almost like a TSA-style screening. They'll have a bowl. You remove all your stuff from your pockets. You walk through the metal detector, they give you your stuff back from the bowl, and, and you can go to the office to to proceed to go to wherever it is that you're needing to go. That's the only district I have ever seen that does that, and I've been to thousands of schools um, in at least 10 different states. It's the only one i ever seen that had security that allegedly prevented me from bringing in stuff I'm not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let me just put it that way. Um, so I made, a, I made a, a, a post today on Chiefs Kingdom memes about it saying, because this is something I've been thinking for years and years and years. We spend, you know, all this money protecting the planes, you know, our jets through TSA. We do these very detailed screenings. I'm totally for that same level of screening and security to enter any door of public schools in the United States. And you're talking 2.9 million passengers per day versus 50.3 million K to 12 students in this country. We protect jets that we don't even own; they're owned by companies. I mean, sure, you could say the taxpayers own it because we bail them out all the time, but we don't own those. We own the schools. We pay the taxes on the schools. We just gave 54 million dollars to uh, 54 billion dollars to Ukraine. There's approximately 130,000 schools in this country that could be $400,000 toward security in every school in the United States.
1: You know, and I don't,
2: we have the money
1: we, we do. And we have to it make it a priority is
2: a shit is the problem. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. They I mean, don't fucking care. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I appreciate you. No, I, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, just, just sharing how you really feel. Listen, everyone's angry. Everyone's sad about this. Uh, Melody. Uh, are you frozen? Or... No,
1: I'm, I'm listening.
0: Oh, okay, okay, cool. No, it's Zoom. What, what do you expect? Uh, well, I just lost my train of thought. Um,
1: well, can, I, can I talk about what? Brian yeah, said? please go ahead. So, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, and, and once we put those safety procedures in order as parents, the next step is to support the school. Because, I mean, I've worked the schools, you know, parents can be the biggest complainers about everything and I'm not trying to be petty. I'm not trying to be petty. I'm talking about reality and I'm talking as myself because my kids are about to go back to public school in the fall. I have to support those schools. You know, it is my job to support whatever safety procedures are there, not to bitch about it, just like the masks, not to bitch about it. If they say this is what's best for our school community, my job as a parent is to support that. You know, um, if, if I think something is better, then I need to go through the proper channels and talk about that with school um, personnel. You know, um, but nobody, and, and i like that you said that we, we can't keep pointing fingers, but it is literally everybody should be pointing at ourselves because we are literally all a part of the solution. It, we just, the reason nothing is getting done is because we want this other person. We keep othering the problem to somebody and we can't, you know? It's it's time for all of us to take proactive measures and support our school systems. Be present, be vigilant in the way that we can.
0: Well, well, well listen, and look, I'm not one of those people that's shutting down when people say thoughts and prayers because, and listen, I-, I I said a prayer uh, for these people, uh, for these families. Um, But if that's the only thing we're doing, yeah, I take issue with it. Because, I mean, listen, I saw a lot of politicians and and more so on the Republican side who were uh, who, who did say thoughts and prayers. And, you know, this is tragic. This is awful. And they were met with a lot of replies of, well, if only there was something you could do about it. Obviously, you know, sarcastically saying, hey, do something um cuz it's been going on a long time um and don't get me wrong i think both sides need to step up and be better about it everyone's just debating uh gun stances and look don't get me wrong i think look i, I want to try to avoid the gun debate um but is there a reason someone needs an ar15 and a and body armor cuz and let me just say this because i heard this on uh, brett you know who michael bisping is oh yeah yeah, yeah former ufc middleweight champion he, he's i have his picture right here for the you guys you guys are the only ones who see the video picture uh, the video version of this podcast but um i remember they were talking about this and i can't remember which shooting unfortunately because we've had too many of these it's been a couple of years but they were talking about uh ar-15s and it's like I I remember I was at Bass Pro Shop one time and the guy next to me was going to buy a shotgun and the uh, employee, his sales pitch was, hey, listen, if you have all the food and water in the world and people are coming after you, well, you can use that gun to defend yourself. And I'm thinking in my head, it's like, okay, look, uh, this is not the scene of The Walking Dead, okay? Like, And I remember, uh, Michael Bisping, what I was trying to mention, he mentioned on a podcast, people want AR-15s because in case there's ever a day that the army comes after them, folks, if there is a literal army coming after you, I mean, you're going to need more than an AR-15. You're going to need 10 of them. You're going to need 10 hands to use that. So look, do I think people should have, uh, firearms for self-defense. Hell yes. There is actually a story out there that does not get talked about. There was, and and I've tried looking for this and it's very hard to find because when you search self-defense guns, so many other things come up. So I think this has been buried like hundreds of pages in the Google search engines, but there was a woman several years ago, an 18 year old woman, her husband had just died. So she became a single mom. She has a baby. It's just her and a baby at home. A man did break into or tried to break into her home and she got one of those rifles, like one of those hunting rifles. If I remember correctly, used that and shot him. Now, the guy died, unfortunately, but it was it was either going to be him or it was going to be her and the baby. And police showed up to the scene and they immediately said, hey, this was all done in self-defense. So there are positive instances where guns have been used in self-defense. These instances just don't get talked about. That's the problem. Um, Unfortunately, when we have death tolls like this, yeah, it it gets talked about. Um, Not every shooting gets talked about because there's too many of them now, unfortunately. And and one other thing I want to mention too, I want to be clear, because Brett, you mentioned uh, we're sending all this money to Ukraine. You know, because I said earlier, we're, as, as a country, we've been, debating masks, but we don't do anything about school security. I'm one of those people who believes you can, we can multitask. We can focus on multiple things at once. My issue is we're, we're focusing on certain issues far more than issues that really need more attention. And, you know, we, we've kind of gone over this uh, several times. It, listen, I gave my idea about how every school – needs to have um, more SROs and metal detectors. Brett, you mentioned having a TSA style type of uh, deal at, at schools. Melody, I, I don't think we've heard from you necessarily of ideas. I don't know if you have ideas. I, uh, I
1: do have ideas. And and here's um, the thing. I mean, you know, and I'll say it again, like it, it just it's, it's not pie in the sky. It is everybody coming together to make a change. Um, Communities make the change that is necessary and that is ideal for their community. Um, You know, parents have a big part of this um, school. um, Staff have a big part of this. Um, Local leadership has a big part of this. They are the ones that lead the change. They make it safer for the students. They funnel the money where it needs to go. And by that example, the state leaders see that, you know, um, they take it more seriously. They could be the example. I mean, it's, it's, it's not so far off. You know, um, got it muted. And here's the thing, too. And I want to say, you you mentioned thoughts and prayers, and I'm with you. Like, I don't think you know, some people are like, fuck all the thoughts and prayers. And I get their righteous anger. I, I get it because so many people use thoughts and prayers as um, spiritual bypassing. And that's when um, people, especially people of faith. And I can say this because I just walked away from all this crap a few years ago. And I'm finally, you know, thinking for myself and not from the church or from the right. Um, I, I want to say that, you know, you can do something. A lot of people just, they're like thoughts and prayers and they go on their merry way. Nothing happens. That's why Thoughts and prayers are ineffective, but there are people that truly pray. I I am one of those people that pray and I pray to God that I will be led to action, that I will get out of my own head and I will do something that benefits the, the greater good, that I won't just be like in my emotional state. So prayer has its place as long as it's it's not keeping you comfortable, but it's helping you to change, it's helping you to be stronger and it's helping you to cut through all the fucking bullshit, you know, and the rhetoric. Because the thing is the responsibility starts with all of us. And I want to say this again, we cannot keep passing the buck. You have to ask yourself, what can I do to alleviate this? What can I do to make my own children safe? And and I think a lot of it is just, you know, partnering with the school, having that dialogue with the school, saying, what can we do? How can we serve you? And a lot of that is just, you know, the dialogue that we're having should be happening all over our communities right now. Like, yeah, we should be getting off our social media. We should stop watching television and start talking with the people in our community about what our actual role in this is and what is required of us.
0: Okay. I I, I don't disagree with you, Melody, but here's the problem. I think I think people are talking. Is it happening in the friendliest of ways? No, not really. But the people who, who can I mean, the, the only people that can actually do something really are the politicians and the only thing we can do about it is we get to vote who goes in and who, 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 who is not elected. Um, but it, listen, it doesn't matter if Republicans have been in power. It doesn't matter if Democrats have been in power. They have both been in power and in recently Democrats have the white house, the house and the Senate Republicans had that um, from 2016 to 2018, if I recall correctly. Um, uh, so it doesn't matter. Listen, These shootings have been going on when Obama was in office, when Trump was in office, and now uh, with Biden in office. And and Biden was obviously Obama's vice president. So um, it's not like one person is the sole blame for this. I I think everyone from presidents to all politicians, um, like this is my frustration. Like I don't even think, I said this at the beginning of the podcast, I don't even think we've really, had some sort of unanimous agreement to just get to step one towards a solution. Right. We're so far away from a solution, even though we've acted swiftly in the past on other issues that people care about for whatever reason, this one where kids are dying, people are dying. We're not acting swiftly on this. Why? Like, right. and I'm not saying you guys have the answer to this, but it's just a rhetorical question. I'm just asking. So. Right.
1: Right, I mean, and it's true, it's not priority because we keep thinking that it's not gonna to happen to us. So it's not on our radar always. I just think, and I wanna say this Farzine. like I'm not, I'm not looking to blame any party. You know, school shootings have been happening all of our lives, all three of us here. We've, we've lived through. I was a senior in high school in 1999. I remember Columbine, it was happening before then. It just wasn't on the news all the time. You know, like the answers come from what we can bring to the table. I literally think it just has to start there. You know, every um, community has its own, um, its own struggles and its own trials. And, 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 you know, there's not a one size fits all answer. You know, it is rhetoric until we actually come to the table and come together. And I know that may seem pie in the sky, but, you know, dialogue has to come somewhere. Parents have to force the issue, especially. Look, parents have a huge sway in what happens with their kids at school. They have a lot of power they have power sometimes they don't even realize how much power they have. Um, and, and, and when parents talk out, people listen, leaders listen and, and as a parent, I will be using my voice to make sure that my school school community um, is being protected. you know? <sighs> yeah, it's not going to go away. I mean, there's, there's guns everywhere. The violence is gonna to continue to happen through the summer. Um, we know that once violence happens one place, it just continues happening. It just happened in Buffalo, it happened here. It's going to continue to happen. Um, it's, it's what are we gonna do about it? Um, you know, I hope that people of faith will pray and, and, and ask God for wisdom to help us find those solutions and, and to help us own this because it's all of our problem. And it's not just my problem because I have a kid or Brett's problem because he has kids or mine because I'm a teacher or, you know, like, Farzee, the fact that you understand that you have a part to play in this as well is important. But I do think that there's a lot of people that don't see their role or understand their role, um, but there is action to be taken.
0: Brett, is there anything you wanted to uh, say about that?
2: Uh, nothing I could really expand off of what Melody already said. I mean, she's verbally reiterating thoughts that I had almost all day. <laughs> great, great, mind, great like,
0: minds think alike. That's why I brought you guys on.
2: Uh, I was uh, was was very much thinking about what what steps to take next. Like I said, a John John Cornyn was uh, one of the people on my mind because. I've had him do things for me, at least on a, on a personal level, his office uh, acts well and listens and responds well. So he was one of the people that once I had time to kind of process this and come up with something, hopefully partially eloquent, um, that, I could, that I could send him uh, an email. So I'm, he, he was definitely one of the people I wanted to contact because I, I, I believe he's a man of action. Ted Cruz I'm not so <laughs> I think uh, he likes being a little more famous than than actually
0: yeah that's that's that, that's a topic for another time um, let me just say this I don't have a whole lot left to say I did want to address this because people bring this up a lot when shootings happen and that's mental health um, I know I'm trying to find the tweet this is from Timothy Burke on Twitter um, and I don't know what his credentials are. He's verified for whatever's that, 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 that may be worth to any of you listening. Um, but he, t- uh, tw- he took a screenshot of um, Fox News and they're talking about mental health. Here's his tweet uh, They're blaming this on mental illness, which is, of course, not the issue. But let's say it was Republicans blocked mental health care for 1,432,900 Texans that would have cost the state $0. They were offered coverage for 1.4 million people free and rejected it. That's from Timothy Burke. Those are not my words. I just want to be clear. Um, I, I saw an article someone shared recently about how uh, President Trump, he had blamed one of these shootings on mental health, but then blocked a bill that would prevent those with mental health illness Receiving guns, and I was listening to Sean Hannity's radio show on uh, Sirius XM's Patriot, <clears throat> excuse me, which is um, conservative talk radio. And, and listen, I've been, I have Direct TV, so I have that multi box that shows like six screens at once, kind of like NFL Sunday Ticket. So it has CNN, MSNBC, BBC, Fox News. So, so I kind of went back and forth through all of them because I want to try to hear what everyone's saying. And I've been in the car, I'm switching back and forth between the conservative and the liberal uh, radio stations. But I was listening to Sean Hannity's radio uh, show today, Wednesday, and I did not catch the name of this person, but this person was on talking about mental health. And he said he shared a very interesting statistic. Fifty percent of these shooters, um, they were seeking mental health help from counselors, and they were deemed as not dangerous to themselves or to anyone but they still went ahead and did what they did. Uh, look, I am not an expert in any shape or form. I'm not going to pre- try to pretend to be, this is not something I know a lot about. I don't know if either of you guys are comfortable responding to anything I have shared on the subject of mental health, because that is tied in a lot to uh, mass shootings in general.
2: My opinion on it's extremely simple. Uh You'd have to be insane to do that act at all. I mean, regardless of what, regardless of what, uh, you know, a counselor or a psychologist says only, only an insane person would go into a school and shoot in that manner, go to a place in Buffalo, you know, at a, uh, it was a grocery store, right. And just start shooting people. No sane person does that
1: that's that was just actually my... a white supremacist that did that in buffalo i mean he had an objective to kill people yeah but of color anybody
2: who's bigoted in that manner are gonna go kill somebody's insane
0: that's just how i melody you're you gonna you know, say something about mental health yeah,
1: you know you you said it like we can't have it all you know or we can't we can't blame you know the blame all of these school shootings on mental health and then take away mental health you know, like mental health help. I mean, it's insane. And I think the reason that it happens all the time is because we don't know what's going on. Like we're just living our lives, doing our best. The government's making all these decisions and we're not staying up with it. I mean, I'm guilty of that. Um, I am blessed that I have, like, I'm mostly stable mentally. I mean, mostly I probably could use a little help, but, um, for the most part I do well, you know, um, but, and and I'm not going to pretend to know what's inside of the mind of somebody who's unstable enough to uh, murder people, but you know, if, if the, you know, like you said, if the Republicans really want um, to blame this on mental health and they need to do a lot more um, in supporting that. Um, so, yeah.
0: You know, as sick as this is, I, I was listening on uh, Breitbart. He said, if we're going to put ourselves in the shoe, in the shoes of a shooter, if there is security at the front of these schools, well, there's probably a really good chance. You're not going to go into that. Um, so it, it, listen, I, I don't have much else to say. My final word is: Look, if we do improve security and have both detectors and uh, officers, uh, I, I know some people have suggested soldiers. Some people have suggested retired officers uh, to take part in this to be part of uh, schools for security. Um, I'm willing to try anything at this point because we haven't we haven't really tried much. Um, personally, I think better security is the answer. Um, So that's my final word. Uh, Melody, I'll go to you first. Um, If there's anything else that maybe we didn't cover that you just want to maybe emphasize or point out.
1: I I just want to encourage everybody to um, actively have conversations with other people, Um, you know, like what we're doing right now. I think number one, that helps you deal with your grief. And I know um, that we need to have these conversations and to not focus on the 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 party that you vote for but to focus on what you have in common the safety of your children and then I think that you should ask yourself and, and I'm asking this myself I'm not putting anything out there that I'm not doing myself what is your role because if you think that you can't do anything that you are helpless and hopeless that is a fucking lie you can do something. And maybe that's what your action step should be next is figuring out what that is. And if all that is, is supporting your schools, your, your kids' school safety procedures, that's a lot because that in itself is very stressful for a school staff. I know I've lived through it. So just supporting that, making it stronger um, letting your your children's or your grandchildren's schools know that hey, you care about them, you are there to support, and you are there to be vigilant. You are watching. You care about other people. Um, that is one thing that people can do, and that's one action step that anybody can take.
0: Brett, what's your final word?
2: Contact your senators. Go to senate.gov. It's easy to look up the, the senators by your by the state drop down box, and uh, uh, also your house to your whoever your house representative is. And you've also got your state officials too. Contact your governor, contact the attorney generals, contact contact everybody. Go to the PTA meetings. If you got something to say to the district, go to the PTA meetings. That's your public form. Um, you know, and if you want to make a, a difference in the community, uh City Hall. City Hall generally have a meeting about once every week and it's it's public. They they can't borrow anybody out there. So you know, if if you're serious about at least trying to take some step to get people to act, those are going to be your, your quickest ways to do it. And hopefully, you'll find out whether your senators are working are actually working for you or not. You will find which ones you like. Like I said, I we had guys, we had senators in the state of Texas that I had contacted. I want to say uh, Kate Hutchinson maybe might be one of them. Um, Responded back to me. John Cornyn has always responded back to me. Ted Cruz responded back, but he was way behind John Cornyn and longer than anybody else that I ever had. Um, so you'll find out quickly who you who you want to vote for if they're actually working for you. So there's there's a little bit of an extra benefit to that having some knowledge going into these next uh, uh, in, into the next elections. Um, but con- contact the people in power and you know if you have something poignant or even just any, even simple bring it up to them let them know you're serious about this shit it's real
0: well listen uh this is not an easy conversation to have I, and i'll be honest i kind of went back and forth if i should do a podcast on this because this is not something i uh, typically typically cover or, or even discuss uh i say cover like i'm a journalist allegedly um but no uh this is um Uh, This is definitely something that needed to be discussed. Um, You guys, I feel like, have had rational conversations on your platforms. So I wanted to have both of you guys on. Uh, I've had both of you on in the past, and I felt like you two were uh, very appropriate uh, to have on this podcast. Uh, You guys are both familiar with the state of Texas. So this hits close to home for both of you. Melody, you've taught in the classroom before. So obviously, this is weighing in on you quite a bit. You're both parents. so I really do appreciate the both of you um, spending time on on short notice from me to uh, to do this to talk about this thank you guys so much I feel like we had rational conversations about this we didn't agree on everything necessarily but we were able to discuss it like goddamn human beings unfortunately we're not we're, we're not seeing much of that right now and that needs to change so thank you both of you guys um, obviously we'll we'll be in contact we'll, we'll obviously have both of you guys on. Uh, on the podcast later hopefully talking about good things all right um so thank you guys so much i really appreciate you guys' time
1: thank you. thanks for seeing you again melody you too brett all
0: right thank you guys for downloading and listening to this episode of Farzcast. have a safe memorial day weekend hug your loved ones make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast share the links with your friends yeah if you guys haven't done so already go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Farzine 20 you have only a couple of days left uh, until that promo code expires. So Farzin 20 for 20% off and uh, free shipping worldwide from manscape.com All right. Uh, big thanks once again to Brett Fitzgerald and Melody McAllister. I am Farzine vasugian and big thanks to you guys. I will talk to you guys later. Take care.